Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, this is Kenny Mack, and I'm calling in for Dog Pound Nation. I want to hear from my dogs in Dover what happened in Kansas City and why we're going to beat the Texans next week. Let's go, Brownies. Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Reniker, Zach Kopp, Justin Charles, and Josh All. Hey, welcome back to another episode of The Dogs. Thank you to Kenny Mack for that awesome intro. Kenny Mack's a staple on this program. We love having his intros. If you would like to get your intro on the show, head to thedogspodcast.com and tap leave voicemail on the drop-down menu. Today we're going to talk, we're going to get into our action pack week one loss to the Chiefs. But before we get into that, remember to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. If you're watching on YouTube, please remember to like and subscribe. Make sure to tap that notification bell so you never miss a new episode. Lastly, if you're looking for more Browns content, perhaps in an unfiltered look at how upsetting it is to hand a game away, <laughs> uh, make sure to become an official Dog Pack member at jointhedogs.com. We have extra episodes, fantasy leagues, game day uh, threads when we're talking about what's going on in the game. It's a ton of fun for everybody who's in there and who's involved. So come hang out with us, jointhedogs.com, become a Dog Pack member, uh, just hang out with us, have a good time. I know we were saying before the show, um, all right, just keep it clean, keep it clean, keep it clean. We can do this. And then uh, Justin didn't even show up today. Yeah, I mean, it was that bad. He's like, keep it clean. I'm not even coming. Right. No. <laughs> Justin a little under the weather. Pretty sure it's not the vid. So he'll, he'll be back. No, it was week. that. It was what happened on Sunday. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it's just all, he's all shook up over what happened. He shook. That's what the kids say. I'm <laughs> <Right>. shook. <laughs> oh, well, we're we ready to get into one went right. Mm-hmm. Dogs off the leash. Browns is the Browns. Well, Browns is the Browns indeed. (laughs) Right. So despite the loss, I think actually a lot went right in this game, especially on one side of the ball. Yep. Which is kind of the same old story for at least this Browns team. Well, you know, if we say we picked up right where we left off, is that about right? All Uh, around? I don't think... Yeah. I mean, we... 
we pretty much dominated them for two and a half quarters. Yep. I mean, the first half, that, that first drive, we went, we marched right down the field. And then when they had the penalty on our extra point, no hesitation from Stefanski, which I loved. He was being aggressive. He knew, he knew that we had to come in and be aggressive to have any chance of beating these guys. It was almost like he listened to our, our pregame show about not coming in vanilla, not coming in afraid, and having to go out there and play your game and be aggressive and go score points. And that's exactly what we did. They they couldn't stop us for two and a half quarters. It was like we were going on air. Yeah, was, I mean, the opening drive was exactly what we needed to do. I mean, we took up half the quarter on a 13-play drive, go down, not only get seven, but you get eight with the mm-hmm. penalty, and all the momentum was on our side. Now, we knew that, and like Stefanski going for it, I mean, he knew more than seven points was going to have to decide this game, so getting that extra point, you know, it may seem small, but it was a huge difference later on, you know, as the first and second quarter progressed that we stretched that lead out to a two-possession game then. Yes. Rather than, okay, we're only up eight at a certain point instead of nine, they could go down and tie it and take and, you know, get a two-point themselves. And it's a whole different outlook to the game. And the, fir- the defense was – I was super excited for our defense going into this. Like, everybody – we got all these new pieces – Everybody, you know, they're saying that the defense is fast and we're going to be able to cover everybody. No. <laughs> well, we're not there yet. We're though. not. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So if we're talking about what what went right, though, defensively, I mean, we were holding them to field goals for a little bit. Yeah. I what, mean, was, what was yeah. the score at halftime? Ah, uh, what was it? Score at halftime was 22-10. Okay. To so, hold them, we held them to 10 points in the first half? Yeah. Yes. Well, if you think about it, so what went right for us was we had a long touchdown drive mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then they kind of had a long drive too that I got it uh, pulled up. They had an eight minute or a six minute drive after our seven minutes and seven seconds to just get a field goal. Yes. So I, I think I remember, you know, texting, you know, our Patreon members and Blake and Josh and Justin saying that was a win. That's like getting a turnover almost against the chiefs that they just ate up all that clock and had to settle for three points. Yep. And and then we, we took the ball right back and went down up two scores. And at that point, you're thinking, if the defense can just get some – I mean, the route's on. <laughs> I know it's early, but that's the way it was looking because there was no stopping us. And Kevin Stefanski, is he the best play caller in the league? If not, he's top three to five. He's, he, he's making a really strong case for it. Yeah, I mean, he. I have a feeling as long as things continue to go this way – you know, 10 years from now, he's going to be looked at kind of as like, maybe not even 10 years, might not even take that long. He's going to be like a Shanahan, uh, an Andy Reid. People are going to be looking at him as that level, a Sean McVay. Oh, yeah, I think he's there. I think he's there in a lot of people's eyes right now today that he's top three maybe in the NFL today. And think about it when we first brought Stefanski in, we've had, we had the conversation of, did we really want him to call plays and have the head coach be the guy who calls plays? Or did we want him to delegate so he could pay attention to everything else? Man was, I think I was one of the guys that was like, Oh, it'd be nice to see him delegate. I was stupid because he, I don't want to see anybody else with the play chart in front of him at, calling plays in than Kevin Stefanski. And, and it's a credit to him too, that he can pay attention to every just, because I coach junior high football and I call the plays. And when we're on offense and I'm thinking about calling plays, I, I you don't was, have time to think about everything else. I have a hard time keeping an eye on down and distance and clock sometimes. Right. This right. is seventh grade. 
you know, <laughs> you know, it, it's so it's literally the lowest of lowest levels. And I still, it, there's still a lot going through my mind when I'm calling the plays. So the, for the fact that in on the biggest stage in sports, he can go out there and call a game like that while still making decisions on his show, if we should challenge what we're going to do, you know, the next time we come out on defense and, Obviously, he has a lot of trust in the assistant coaches right. on the other side of the ball yeah. that he can delegate that to. Now, we'll get into, should he have that trust? Yeah, we'll get into that. Um, but we, we've we said it before on the show, and we're going to say it forever. We hit a home run in our coaching pick. Yeah, is incredible. And, and so many people keep labeling the Browns as like, well, they're just this run-heavy team. They're run, run, run. No. We are a run-efficient team. That's what people see, and they mistake it for run-heavy. We don't need to be run heavy. We run a little bit, but we're really freaking good at it. I'll tell you, this is what you always hear about when the announcers are talking and anybody who's breaking it down. There's a marriage between the run game and the pat. It all looks the same. Mm -hmm. So defensively, it's so hard to key in on anything because this, this pass play, all the motion, all the lineman steps, everything looks just like the run play we just ran. So there's so much cohesion on the offensive side of the ball, and we're so um, fundamentally sound in every single facet of the game on offense that the, the defense is constantly guessing, which is why you know we'll get into you know whenever it becomes obvious to everybody that we have to throw, that's when we need to get better. Yeah, you know I, what I mean. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, some really bright spots. Uh, for the Browns on Sunday, David Njoku balled out. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. he looked like the guy we've been wanting him to be. I mean, he was, he's just so much bigger than almost anybody that has to match up with him on the field. Even if it's a linebacker, David Njoku is a freak athlete of his own right. And he looked really, really good. You know, that we kind of talked about Harrison Bryant. We wanted to see him a little bit more. I don't want to see him in pass catching scenarios if that's the David and Joker we're going to right. get. I, I mean, he, and on five targets, he only had three catches, but he had seventy six yards. He was the leading receiver, and they were big catches. You know, what big I mean? they catches were and not one. wide open either. Correct. Some of them, yeah. were in traffic. You know, with a cornerback draped all over him. The biggest problem and gripe Browns fans have had with Ninjoku since we drafted him was that he had Greg Little hands. Yeah. <laughs> and we saw yeah. last year, even though he, he didn't get the ball as much last year, but he, he seemed to kind of – he didn't have as many drops. And then in our our first game this year, I mean, he balled out. That that one catch he had from from Baker, that laser down the right sideline yes. to him, oh, man. I mean, that's, that's going to be lethal if he continues to play like that. I got PFF pulled up. He had an 83.9 grade. That's the highest grade of any – uh, tight end or receiver. I'm pretty catch. sure. I'm pretty sure that that grade and that scale of like 80 to 89 is Pro Bowl caliber, like grades. That's yes. what that's what the Pro Bowl guys get. So I mean, if we can get that type of a David and Joku, obviously he's not going to be on the field every single snap stuff because we do have Austin Hooper. We he do played, have. He played 35 snaps though. Austin Hooper played 38. So they were they're yeah, basically so those 50, two, 50 right now. Yeah, those two are going to be the two guys in situations where we're where we have to pass the football. Um, and I thought that he looked great. Definitely a standout. We saw it last year, though, early in the season, too, where we were like, ah, David Njoku's, because we weren't sure last year going in the season if he was even going to be around. And then it was like, 
Man, you know, he's actually, I think it was, what, the first game last year? He blew up, too. Yeah. And then he ended up getting injured for a few a couple weeks, and then he, got, then he came back. I've so, got him pulled up last year. Week one, he had three catches, 50 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, so, I mean, he's a guy that's normally ready at the beginning of the year. It's a health thing for him, the not having the drops, making sure he's a re- reliable pass catcher. I think uh, one thing that's interesting, so I saw some things saying, like, we didn't need Hooper anymore. You still got to have Hooper. Oh, oh. Hooper. We still run two tight end sets. They they ran – Hooper was on the field 38 plays and Joku on the field 35. That means they were on the field together a lot because we didn't run uh, 73 plays. And if I'm not mistaken, Hooper had all three of his catches on that first drive. It, and they were – the one, the slant was on fourth down. That's a big-time catch. That's why he's here. We You have to have guys like that all over the place. And the kind of offense we run, Austin Hooper's not going to have 1,500 yards receiving. No, he, but he, we need, but we know if we throw it to him on a fourth and three quick slant, he's going to catch it. Yeah. And that's why he's there. That catch was not easy and he made it look easy. Defenders all over him. They know he's running that route because they know that he's just going to the sticks to get the first down. And he Baker throws it low where only it was either Hooper's catching it or it's incomplete. And Hooper went, I mean, and yeah. scraped it off the ground to catch that ball. Um, he, he's proven time and time again that he's got reliable hands in those critical situations. And you can see that it's either normally Jarvis or Hooper is who Baker goes to when he knows he needs that first down, where he knows he's got, you know, he needs four or five yards. Those are his two guys. Mm-hmm. Yep. And one thing that is interesting between the two uh, tight ends, and Joku actually had a higher pass blocking grade than Hooper. So we always dog and joke mm-hmm. for his, his blocking. And then in the run blocking department, Hooper had a 57 grade and, and Joku only had a 54. So so more in the past, and I mean, basically right there with him. So well, if Joku been putting in that work. When we talked about Njoku during the uh, preseason, um, I found those stats from last year that he actually had a better pass blocking grade than Hooper last year throughout the season. Which makes sense because pass, pass blocking is more about moving your feet, staying in front of the guy, and, and Joku's a superior athlete. Yeah. Yeah, it's not always about just technique and stuff like that, like getting leverage, like Hooper. That's your run block. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, definitely, uh, and Joku was a bright spot, and one guy that I was, you know, in the preview talked about, I don't know how much playing time he's going to get out there on the field. Schwartz was on the field a lot. Uh I wish we could go back and that's that the coldest take of all time. Yeah. And Zach said it's freezing cold. I just don't think Schwartz will ever get on the field. I mean, we might as well not even have. Oh, him on come on. Team. You guys didn't. You guys, <laughs> you guys thought he was going to be out there as much as. No, as I honestly was. thought whenever it came time, whenever right before the game, we heard Odell wasn't playing, which is another story. Um, I thought it was going to be TV, DPJ and Higgins. Yeah. Yeah, me and too. Then, and then it was Schwartz and the, man. The first time, the first pass he caught. I, I was I sat there for a second. I just and I saw number ten. And I'm like, who? Wait a second, who is that? And then it, like when they said Schwartz, I'm like, really? He's not a big guy, I but just, he's no, bigger he's, than I. But he's yeah. bigger taller, than I Yeah, he's taller than you yeah. would think. He's not a little burner like you know. He's a, not JoJo Natson. No, and he's not <laughs> like a Brandon Cooks. St- he's a taller wide receiver. And that one play that we had where Baker just threw the bomb and he was wide open. Oh. 
and he just was like a half stride off. Yes, from he's, catching he, it and stride, he broke it's a his touchdown. route off for some reason. Yeah, I would say he. I don't know why he broke his route off. First real game action for a rookie receiver. Later in the season, once he's got more experience and and everything under him, that is a he's underneath it. He takes it to the house kind of play because. I was off my couch on that one. Like, oh, we had a touchdown. He was wide open. He he, he broke out and cut off his route for some reason, and Baker threw it deep, and he was still almost fast enough to catch yeah. back up to it. And it's, like you said, who knows what this guy's going to be like six, seven, eight games from now. That end around, was, yeah. he he makes one dude in the secondary miss. It's, yeah. it's gone. Yeah, there's nobody catching this guy. No, and those plays are going to start happening because we're not going to be playing the Kansas City Chiefs defense. Correct. Every it, week, and even though we were playing the defense of the Kansas City Chiefs, I mean, we just, we were scoring like it was nothing. Here's my thing too: is the Chiefs defense isn't great, but I thought they tackled well. The, yeah, that, there's a that's a well big, coached. That's they a big well difference coached. in the game. There's a huge play late in the game where um, it might have been on the one drive we went three and out uh, towards the end and. Uh, Cream Hunt caught a swing pass out of the backfield, and this dude, this linebacker, came up and tackled him in the yeah. open field one on one. And I was like, if that was the other way, and we were expecting Mac Wilson to come up and tackle their running back on that, it would have been a first down, twelve yards. Well, yep. well, Mac Wilson had that opportunity against Patrick Mahomes and whiffed. But we won't, I mean, <laughs> well, we'll talk about but that. But I just think that they tackle, they tackle well. So, um, yeah, Schwartz, Schwartz was definitely a bright spot, and I think you can. You can tell that we have plans for this guy. He was not picked to be a gadget guy that only gets like one play a game. I think even when Odell comes back, he's going to be on the field because, I mean, you put him and Odell on the field together. Mm-hmm. There's that's so much. <laughs> if speed. it ever happens, if Odell <laughs> ever comes back, yeah, if Odell well, ever comes back. We're going to any- <laughs> talk a little bit about Odell. I will say this: nobody expected him to be ready week one, anyways. So we shouldn't right. be surprised. It's the fact that the, everybody was, said he was he ready. was supposed to play, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, oh, he's just not quite ready. But you were cleared like three days ago, where you said you were right. Yeah, so, it's a, it was yeah, it was the tease that that really sucked there. But so was it a tease for us, or was it let's make them let's think make he's them playing. think Odell's playing? Yeah, you know, I, I don't know, but. Um, and then so, obviously, we haven't even talked about the uh, a huge bright spot for the Browns' offense is. Baker Mayfield. Let's do it. Let's talk about him because I for for basically a game all but the last all but two minutes. So for fifty seven minutes of a game, this dude carved them up. (laughs) I mean, he only had seven incomplete. He was like a surgeon, man. He really was. Yeah, I mean, he he and he made some throws too that were just lasers, like. The one to uh, DPJ late in the game. I think it was on a third and short. He hit DPJ on a quick slant. Yeah. I think it was DPJ's only it was catch. only catch. That was a crazy throw. The throw to Njoku down the sideline was insane. The uh, the throw to Hooper on the first drive for fourth and three was crazy. Um, I mean, he, he looked like a guy who was finally in his second year of the offense who had a firm grasp on what we wanted to do. And his accuracy, I think Dan Orlowski said it, he was by far the most accurate quarterback of week one yeah i mean he would he looked his throws were crisp you know there was no i think even the one where he kind of missed david and joku on the you know on the right sideline going he was like rolling out right and just kind of threw it up and get said all right well hey if Njoku can make a play he didn't miss by much and his he his deep ball was 
looked great going to Schwartz at the times I did that. He even scrambled a little bit in the pocket and actually ran, you know, a little bit. Um, so I, I, I thought Baker played very, very well. I know that there's going to be a lot of talk about the interception at the end and all of that and what, but Baker so was you, what we wanted him to be. Something you just said about um, moving around in the pocket. You notice there's no more of that happy feet crap. I was just about to yeah. say Like that. last he, season, we started out, and it was like that for the first half of the season yeah. where it was still that happy feet, the, oh, I'm going to get hit, I'm going to get hit, I got to move, I got to take off running. Or, there were some times last year early in the season where the pocket would start to collapse on him, and he would like tuck the ball and like start to run, and he just looked lost sure. in the pocket. He looked so comfortable in the pocket. So this is something I wanted to talk about. So I brought up uh, week one stats for Baker Mayfield against the Ravens away on the road last year to open the season. And then, of course, on the road away in Kansas City to open the, the season this year. So last year in 2020, Baker Mayfield was 21, he's 21 completions of 39, uh, 189 yards, 4.8 you know average, a touchdown, a pick, 33.2 QBR. Abysmal. It was pathetic. We were ready to trade for Gardner Minshew. <laughs> yeah. Baker Mayfield, this past Sunday, 21 of 28, 321 yards, 11.5 average, no touchdowns because he didn't need them. The stupid pick at the end, we'll get to that. It's whatever. QBR 68.3. I mean, over 50, a 50-point increase. Fifty in, I think QBR 50 is considered average. Right. Which means, so he was essentially a B-plus quarterback. And without that pick, his QBR would have been the seven. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And if he'd had more touchdowns or, or any uh, touchdowns. Yes. But. Yeah. And that's another thing, too, people talking about Baker not having touchdowns. It's because we were mauling them. We didn't need it. Yeah, exactly. But we, at no point were we ever we didn't situ- score any long touchdowns. We methodically moved right down the field, and then we'd get to the five or the 10-yard line run it down and just throat. run it down their throat and score. Why would we throw touchdowns? Yeah. Why would you do that? We yeah, have, you don't need to. The biggest stat that I'd liked of Baker that was like the most surprising when you look at his stat sheet was the 11 and a half average. Yeah, we were, that wasn't, is, I mean, wasn't Dinkin and Duncan. No, Mahomes had less. Mahomes' nine, average nine was point 9. Four. Not, yeah, and the 9. I mean, who, you wouldn't have thought that. Even like looking back, if I would have said who had the higher, you would have said, oh, it had to be Mahomes. But no, it was actually Baker. Um, the game plan was, you know, awesome from the get go of we were able to do whatever we wanted on offense. And it was just a few key things that happened that just, we shot ourselves in the foot. Yep. Mm, We did indeed. But anything else about Baker we want to hit on before? Cause I wanted to just say real quick, another comparison between the start of this year and last year though, was Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt guys. Oh my Lord. 5.5 5.5 yards a carry for both of them. And we talked about this last year after week one. Uh, Kareem Hunt was five and a half that game against the Ravens, and Nick Chubb was six. Yeah, I mean, they're both so good. And the fact that we have both of them, you can keep the guy fresh. Like you, like in that first drive, it was Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb, yep. carry here, carry there. And you didn't see Hunt at all on the first drive. Second drive, now it's Kareem Hunt's turn. Yeah. And he's fresh. And he's going against his old team, so you know. And that one where he had the uh, where he hurdled over the oh guy. Oh my gosh, that was that was pretty. Oh sweet. my gosh, I, I mean, he other like NFL train, teams man. do not have what those two guys can give you because they're both number one backs. And Kareem Hunt <laughs> starting for almost 
every other NFL team if he was on it. Maybe a handful of teams he's not a starter. Yeah. Probably the Saints. Saints, maybe. the McCaffrey, um, Derrick Henry. Bay would take Kareem Hunt? <laughs> over, yeah, what they got going on. I, I mean, he's so, he is so underrated, too, because I think everybody sees him as, like, second fiddle. But it's 1A and 1B mm-hmm. in Cleveland. I mean, yeah, Nick I mean, Chubb does have that second level that, he, you know, and he just finds a well, way wasn't to go uh, home about it. But Kareem man. Hunt's touchdown, right? Wasn't it Nick Chubb kind of got him down the field? And I think he was a little gassed. Yes. And then all of a sudden, Kareem Hunt, Hunt comes in. It's like, like you said, fresh legs. I mean, he just plows his way right. <laughs> it's just yeah, could you so ima- fun to Yeah, watch. could you imagine our run game now? Dearness Johnson's not bad. But could you imagine if Nick Chubb needed a spell and we brought in Dearness Johnson? We're probably passing the football. Mm-hmm. But when you bring in Kareem Hunt, that's not the case. You got to be ready for the run. He 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 had he only had nine touches. He only had six rushes and three catches, but he had over fifty yards of offense. Averaged five and a half a carry and had a touchdown. And that's what he did last year. That's efficient. Yes, you know what I mean. That's efficient. Um, and then Nick Chubb's awesome. I know he had the fumble, which we'll get into. But well, and that's another thing. So look so at good. look at these two running backs. They to combine twenty one carries. The Browns are not a run-heavy team. I mean, uh, Mark Ingram for the Texans, I think, had 26 carries himself. You know what I mean? Derrick Henry gets 20-plus a game himself. 21 between these two guys, and people are like, oh, they're a run-heavy team. We're a run-efficient team. Well, and we didn't we didn't have the ball that many plays. Yeah, we only ran, we ran 56 plays. Which, and that's because we couldn't get off the field on defense. It, it was <laughs> just like we were playing keep away from them in the first half. They essentially played keep away from us in the second half. I think when they came out in the third quarter and got the ball and took, I think, eight and a half minutes to score, by the time our offense came back on the field, it had been like 35 minutes real time since our offense had had the ball. That's a long time to go without the ball. It yeah. is. Yeah. But – so, I mean, that's there's a lot of there's a lot to things, take yes. away. And um, obviously there's things we can do better. I don't want to just like I don't, I'm not going to get too mad about things that happened in week one. I'm not going to get too up. But it's highly encouraging for the offense to look like that in week one. I mean. Offense is right up there with the top. In, in the league. Uh, we yeah, can hang with anybody. Yeah. anybody Offensively, offensively, I'm taking us over a lot of teams. And I mean, we, arguably, we, you could take us over the Chiefs. We're more well-rounded. They got two people in any other defense in the league at least figures out a way to make it hard for them. Yeah, <laughs> I think that, you know, offensively, we're right there. We showed we we belong. It's the other side that we got to worry about. All right, we ready for the struggle? Mm-hmm. In the doghouse. Let me say something to you as a friend. You suck. Your PFF grade just went up for that, Josh. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, uh, so what went wrong for the Browns? Mm-hmm. Where, to, where to start? I think, and I hate to do this, but what went wrong was Nick Chubb can't fumble. Uh, I know Jamie yeah. Gillen's getting a lot of crap right now, but the fact of the matter is, is we were driving. We were going to score again. And at least three. Yeah, you're right. We were, points were on the way. They couldn't stop. They couldn't us stop again. it. No, it, we, it, we were gashing them again. Yep. And and then we gave them the ball back right away. Our defense was just on the field for eight and a half minutes. Mm-hmm. We gave them the ball back, and it's just you just can't fumble. And it's 
he doesn't hardly ever fumble, but there's just they're big ones. This one and then the one against the Patriots was it last year or the year before? Yeah. Yeah. You bad know, weather two years yeah, bad weather game. Yeah. He went from gloves to no gloves yeah. to yeah. back to cl- yeah. And it's just like it's just well, like, man, don't like, fumble. Like you said, and it's not like he fumbled, you know, deep into their territory where they had to drive the field then. No, no was, short was, field. Yeah, short field. It's like, dude. Oh. And it was quick. It was quick, too, because it was three. Right. It was the third play into the drive. Chiefs just had a seven-minute, seven-and-a-half-minute drive, 14 plays, go down, they score to get it to a one-possession game, and then we give the ball right back. And you were, th- and I was already, as soon as it happened, I was like, all right, well, it's a different. It's, they're going to go down and take the lead, is what I thought instantly. I was like, well, we just gave him the ball. Patrick Mahomes going to go, and now we're going to be playing from behind. Here we mm-hmm. go. And, and defensively, we ended up holding him to a field goal, and I was like, man, that's a sigh of relief. We still got the lead, and we're going to get the ball. We're going to go right back down the field and score, which we did. Um, my biggest thing that I thought was a, a, the first wrong, everything went right in that first half until – we had the penalty, so we get the ball back on our one-yard line, if you remember, with a minute 30 left in the game to go. and In the half, you mean? Yeah, in the half. Okay, so a minute 30 left, and Kareem Hunt on, like the, gets the carry, takes it five yards. Kansas City calls timeout, thinking they're going to get the ball back. And then all of a sudden, we just go, Kareem Hunt gets a 15-yard carry, and then Baker throws a deep pass to Njoku to get us to the Kansas City 36 for 43 yards. We had the ball at their 36-yard line with fifty nine se- with 49 seconds left when we called timeout. Came and then, no points. And then, yeah, I mean, we're looking, and at that point, it's 22-10. to 10, We're thinking, hey, we can go get a field goal. We're going to go up 15. Yep. And then we ended up, it was uh, an incomplete pass to Schwartz where Schwartz kind of broke off that route and Baker threw it to the end zone. Mm. And if he would have just tur- kept going, who knows? Yeah. You know, because it was one-on-one. On, one on one. And he was... That guy was toast. Yeah, and so that happens, and then we got the penalty on Taylor for the holding that backs us up to the forty-six. Ugh, then Baker takes us, and then Baker takes a sack for an eleven-yard loss. So now we went from the thirty-six to the forty-six. That now we're all the way back on our own forty-three, and we called <laughs> a time. For some reason, they didn't call a timeout to try to block the punt. We ended up being able to try to throw that. Hail Mary, and then we didn't throw the Hail Mary through the quick out to Jarvis, was and we almost, almost awesome. we almost scored a touchdown that way. What what that what was one of the awesome coolest play plays I've ever design. seen. Can you imagine if that ball gets to anybody but Baker have, in that situation? I was thinking the yeah. same thing. Like it and, just happened to even get to Baker. Baker looked like he was going to. For a second, I thought he's going to take. Imagine it. if that gets to to Chubb or yeah. or, or Sh- anybody. But, oh my God. but if I'm telling you guys that we have the ball with 50, 49 seconds, so 49 seconds left, first and 10 at their th- uh, 36, and we still have two timeouts left, you're telling me you didn't think we were going to put points on the board? I thought for sure we were going to go score again. So, I mean, think about yeah. that, what that could have meant. Even, you know, I, being up 12 was a lot, it felt like, but. We could have been up even more. Not yeah. against the Chiefs. So I that was one felt... of those. That was one of those scenarios where I was like, "Man, that was we dropped the ball on that because we did all that work. We started on our one and took yeah. it all the way to their side of the field, and then had to settle obviously for that hail mary th- play." But and yeah, so I which is I'm glad you brought that up because I focus so much on the fumble and then the Jamie Gillen, they're saying bad snap. My no way it hit him in the hands. Um, <laughs> no, and, and then he still had plenty of time to punt it. Do something. Yeah. And then 
Uh, and then I have, you know, my thoughts on Baker at the end. So I hadn't even thought about that. That's all. I mean, that's, that's, those are hidden things that don't show up in the box score that when you go back and look at it, you're like, damn, we might've been, we could have been up 15 at the half or at least, uh, you know, got three there. Yeah. So, um, I do, I want to touch on the Jamie Gillen thing before we get into the defense. You, you have to catch the ball. And I know somebody's like, People were like, you know, it's tough situation. He hasn't been in all game three hours. He hasn't touched the ball, and he's no. Nope. He gets paid to kick the football. I that haven't is, been. I haven't caught a football in a long time. I can go outside and catch one. Yeah, he gets paid <laughs> to kick the football. And, this and, is a professional athlete. I don't want to hear about he was sitting on the bench for you know. It's been like three hours. People, I was. Kicked. I got into it with people on Twitter and stuff, and they were like, um, and I was saying we need to look at somebody else. And because not only did he this mistake, he's statistically one of the worst punters in the league. Yeah, he hasn't been great. He lives no, by you no. know this persona of he's got muscles. He doesn't look like he's got long hair. He doesn't look like your typical punter. Yeah, who well, cares? I would rather have the typical punter who's going to punt that ball away and make Mahomes have to drive sixty yeah. yards for yeah. a touchdown. He he's statistically not a great punter. Um, and they were like. He catches, you know, he he has two drop snaps in his whole career, and he's a great holder, and he always catches the snap. And I said, I don't, I don't grade my punters on how well they hold PATs <laughs> and how well they catch punt snaps. Yeah, like that'd be gr- like grading quarterback on how well he takes snaps under center and hands the ball off. Well, that's not what I grade my my people on. And I'm sorry, only two drop snaps in his career. Why does he have any? I mean, he's, like been a pun- said, he's only been a putter for two full. Yeah, he's only, only been two seasons. It hasn't been like a long career for this guy. Um, <laughs> it's not like he's two decades and, in. And, and like you said, and I've said this to people too in the last few days. Like he's got to ca- he's got to be able to catch the ball. And and I gotta fix my wording on that because it's not like he's out there catching a pass. No one's throwing it to him. He's not making an adjustment. You are you are corralling a freaking snap <laughs> that you've been doing your entire football career. I just it blows my well, mind. And then it just the other, blows my mind. The other part of it is okay, so that happens. Still kick the football. At least attempt to kick it. <laughs> At least try. Because yeah. Yeah. I don't know where he was thinking he was gonna be able to run for the first down <laughs> because it was fourth and twelve. I mean Well, and it's not like it was a designed run, so nobody's blocking for you. Yeah, it was just bad. Bad, so bad, bad. The Browns had Britton Cole quit a few years back, one of the best punters in the league. And I don't. You remember when there was supposedly a competition between the two, yeah. and we cut Colquitt to keep him, and we traded Colquitt, or we trade, and we kind of couldn't believe it. Yeah, yeah. And it was all the Scottish hammer. <laughs> if you remember in the preseason that year, he didn't even punt that well in that preseason. Right. My one friend called him after that the Irish mallet. <laughs> that's what he. That's his new nickname. Yeah, it, he doesn't I, deserve Scottish hammer. And I just feel like he gets a. People like him because of his nickname and all the reasons you said. But if you look at it, he's just not a great punter. No. I mean. Even even when he catches his snaps and makes his <laughs> PAT holds, he doesn't kick the ball far. Yeah, which everybody. It's supposed to be his thing. Right. So he was able to handle the PAT snap, though. That didn't. He wasn't too cold on the bench for doing that. Yeah. It's a lot closer. And has a lot more to do with, you know, you got to put it in the right spot and got to make sure the laces are facing. I mean, so you, you got to catch the ball there because I mean, huge it, play. at that point, too, it's like when it rains, it pours and yeah. it's very hard to get that momentum back. 
you know, we had the Chubb fumble, and but then we held them to three, and then, and then we, we did scored. go down and score, and it's like we're trying to get the momentum back. We score to go back up nine, 29, 20, yeah. and then what happens? Another down yep. thing. The John Johnson losing the football oh like God. he was playing in the dark and couldn't find it. John uh, Yeah, that was rough. Man. Unbelievable that that, was, that that was not that that was a touchdown. Yeah, Tyree I mean Tyreek Hill just I mean, he might as well have just been playing on air because Johnson had no idea where the ball was. When Mahomes let that go, no. a lot of the experts on big networks have been saying everybody like that's a pick by anybody else. It, in Mahomes, he does that stuff. He he gets away with that stuff he all the time. Rainbows and I mean, he's just like the luckiest guy in the world. Yeah. Uh, so so you have that happen. So Browns march down the field, right? Twenty nine twenty. Everybody takes that you know an ex, big exhale and be like, all right, we're back up. And then one play, bam, touchdown. They're like all right, they're right back in it. Well, we're, we just went down and scored on him. Let's eat some clock. Let's go down. We're still get up some, two. Get, get some points on the board. And we'll, and no, what happens? We have the muffed uh, punt on the fourth down. Give it back. They score in three plays, fifteen yeah, yards. And I they think take I, the lead. I think I even said after we gave up the big play, I was like, as long as we can go down and score here, it's no harm, no foul. We're right back to where we were, up nine, up two scores. Yep. And so far today, they haven't proven to be able to stop us. I don't really remember the drive, but I'm pretty sure it was a three and out. I think you're right. I'm pretty sure, and it's like why? Why is yeah. now the time to sputter? Yep. And yep. And then we, you just can't. It's hard to get that momentum back, especially at, on the road. Their crowds into it, it was crazy loud. And no, and I just got to say, like, okay, so you got the two fumbles. Now, neither one is okay. It's both. They're they're both terrible. But Nick Chubb is running a football that is getting. He's getting tackled, hit, punched. Oh, and it was I a, mean, he's got arms in there. Perf- I mean, guys are trying to make you fumble the ball. Jamie Gillen dropped the ball. <laughs> yeah. Nobody around him dropped the ball. Yeah, I mean, he, if, that's inexcusable. If you look at the Nick Chubb fumble, the uh, safety or cornerback Thornhill put his helmet right on the football. I mean, it was just one of those things where, I mean, you don't see that happen a lot all the time. And that guy, he put his helmet right where it needed to be to pop the ball loose because Nick Chubb doesn't fumble. No, and that's why I'm saying, like, it's, and it's not, and I'm not making an excuse for Chubb. Like, you can't have that. But it is easier to rally around a stud who does not make mistakes very often and get your momentum back. Right. But when you've got recover, a punter yeah. that drops a ball, uh, a snap, mm-hmm. yeah, what, do you, what do you do at that point? At it's that just, point in the game, too. I yeah. mean, there was only seven, there were seven minutes. Yep. Deep, you know, deep in our own territory. Seven minutes left in the game when that ha- when that took place, or no, actually, it was sorry, it was it was more than that. It was seven minutes when we got the ball back and didn't go down to score when we went three and out. Then miraculously, we go three and out, give them the ball back, and I was thinking, well, we better try to hold them to three so we can try to go down and get a touchdown tight. Our defense actually got off the field, and made them punt. And then, obviously, the last drive for us happened. So, before, you know, we got to get into the defense. We just talked about the long pass we gave up. Uh, John Johnson, we are so pumped to get him. He had a 55.7 grade on PFF, and you can't give that touchdown up. No, I mean, okay, so one of the Just look up. Yeah, that was (laughs) terrible. That was a terrible play. John Johnson, I don't know if Justin bought your jersey or not, but I'd return it right now and make you earn it back. Um, 
The other thing that we haven't really touched on that's killer for our defense is the Ronnie Harrison situation. Oh, my God. We haven't talked mm. about it yet. We're going to yep. talk about it when I can swear. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah jump in the Patreon so, after this. So, yep. so I wanted to bring that part up. So we lose Ronnie Harrison. So who do we have to play at safety? Okay, we brought Grant Delpit in. No, we didn't because Grant Delpit <laughs> didn't play. We had to convert MJ Stewart from uh, his cornerback position to play safety, and then he was our best safety in the game. Yep, he, was, he had a 68.8 grade. John Johnson, that can't happen. Yep. And these are the games, these are the teams that we brought John Johnson in to defend against. Yeah, to be our leader. I'm sorry, dude. We didn't bring you in to shut down Tyrod Taylor next week. We didn't bring you in to shut down, you know, whoever the, you know, the crap teams are playing later in the season. It's Patrick Mahomes. It's Josh Allen. It's Lamar Jackson. It's these guys that are going to light us up if we don't have defenders. Yeah, I can do it. Uh, yeah, so we pretty much gave Joe Woods a pass last year because we were like, he really didn't have anybody, mm-hmm. right? He didn't have anybody. So we went out, and what we did, we spent some money this offseason. We went out, and we got Walker. We went out, and we've drafted two guys on our defense that are going to be big playmakers for years to come. Now, one of them, Newsom, thought he played really, really well. Uh, he was actually the highest-graded rookie corner in the league in week one. Yeah, I thought By he played lot. really, really well. I don't remember, you know, seeing any lapses on, you know, on plays from him, which, and like, Blake, I think you mentioned it, like, I didn't see him much, which meant that that was a good thing because they weren't targeting him. Name yeah. a team that does that to a rookie. Normally, like, Tom Brady sees a rookie, yeah. mm-hmm. he's licking his chops, he's going right after him. And that seems to be the trend, you know, throughout the whole NFL. Yep. So Newsom, I thought he played really well. JOK, it was on the set on there. I, I don't know, Blake, if you got the snap counts or stuff like that pulled yep, up. Yep. But um He played twenty five snaps. So twenty five snaps. So he was out there a good bit because none of our linebackers blew it away. We don't have that no, guy that's I'm gonna out get, there. I'm gonna get into this with our linebackers. Yeah, we don't have the linebackers out there playing ninety percent of our snaps. We're mixing guys in here and there, here and there. So JOK, though, he didn't stand out for me as like as what I thought he was going to be. Like, man, he just made that big play. Or he pop, you know, had that great tackle there. Or he was really good in coverage. Didn't stand yeah. out to me in game one. So, so well, I'll just say real quick, let's just go back to the Ronnie Harrison situation real fast since you brought that up. Yeah. That, that just, that it's whole killer. situation it, here's can't happen. I'm not going to say Ronnie Harrison shouldn't, get a penalty for pushing a coach you can't push a coach right but a coach can't push a player nope no and and actually a lot of ex-players on twitter were coming to ronnie harrison's defense saying if the coach the coach crosses that line under the field it's fair game he came into your in onto the field right and what it's fair game what blew my mind the whole time watching that and then watching the replays was it was clear as day that he got shoved back into the guy on the ground. Tony he Romo sounded so on stupid. Him. Talking. Yes, he did. He can't do either. Shh, Tony, yeah. open your eyes. Yeah, like, I don't understand. Are you guys not seeing the same replays that we're seeing at home? Like, yeah. It, it was so obvious. Like, he was just trying to get off the guy, get off, because he landed Clyde on top Ed, of him. Clyde Edwards-Alaire actually picked up his leg and tripped yeah, up Harrison, they and were, the guy pushed him. They were tangled up, okay? Like, Harrison came in on top of him, and it wasn't like he hit him and they both fell down. Like, he was on top of him. He was trying to get up. Somebody yes. was trying to pull him up, and then he got shoved backward, stepped backward because he's off balance, and then the steps coach, on the guy on yeah. accident, and the coach shoves him. Yeah, they're trying to – a lot of people were like – I was listening to Undisputed with the whole Skip and Shannon show, 
and you know skip was or uh, shannon had said something like oh no he was stomping on him and, and no skip was like don't compare him to like indomitian sue that's no. not what he's doing he's not out there purposely stepping on the guy and i'll give it to skip bayless a lot of times i don't agree with what he said but he was all behind ronnie harrison and thought that it was bull crap what happened because okay you want to call a penalty because he pushed the coach i understand that he shouldn't do that even if the coach did something first he shouldn't do that but to eject the starting one of the starting safeties from the game in one of the highest anticipated games of the year it was the most watched game on sunday since like it's the, it was the most watched week one matchup i think i saw since like 1998 yeah so i i just it puts the Browns defense who we were already kind of skeptical, but we were hopeful and we were like, all right, well, dope it's out. Well, at least we got Ronnie Harrison and that was gone. You know, I don't even know how many plays. It, it was quick, man. It, it was, was early yeah. on. I'll I, tell you, it was one, two, three, four, five plays. He played five plays. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. And then for the league, how is the coach not getting any further punishment? So, okay. So I remember it happening right in the game. And then I was like, oh boy. This isn't going to be good penalty. On, and then the, it, they came out and they're like unsportsmanlike conduct on the bench of the chiefs. And I was like, wow. Okay. But like, then I saw the replay and I was like, oh no, they got it right. Right. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the new rule this year where New York can like radio in and say if something happened or into like help out. Okay. I would have got it if they would have said about the penalty part of it. But man, to throw him out of the game was that's that's the part that drove me the most angry. Watching that was that they actually called back in from New York, seeing all the same crap that we were able to see at home. Right? I mean, yeah. come on, you tell me they don't have the same. Re- Are we seeing different things on the field? Yeah, and they, I didn't. They get say it. he needs to be ejected. Those no. were offsetting penalties. Yep. Keep playing for move on. Yeah, and I think the coach was a former player too, so he knows what he's doing. Oh, he's a for, yeah, he's a former uh, wide receiver. Yeah, mm-hmm. so sure. and like they said, he steps onto the field. It's fair game. You're you came out to me. Yeah. Yeah. So if, and if you put, they're I know, saying, uh, like I'm a grown man. If you push me, you're getting pushed back. Yeah. yeah. Like this isn't this isn't tiddlywinks. <laughs> yeah, and you know J.C. Treader has been hot. You know, a lot of people were mad on Sunday. J.C. Treader still upset about it, and Good. obviously he he's part of the, he's the uh, president of the players' union. Yeah, yeah. So they want some. They want a suspension. They want something for the coach because he shouldn't get off scot free. No, like, it cost us a, one of our our best players against the heaviest passing team in the league. Yeah, it's it's crazy, but we got we got to move on a little bit here. So tune into Patreon for some yeah. more. So I do want to talk about our linebackers are still cheeks. That's butt cheeks for you guys. <laughs> uh, because um, Anthony Walker, I noticed him out there a lot. He, his grade was only 59. Taki Taki had a 57, one grade Mac Wilson. We were so pumped that he was having a good camp there in a good preseason. There's clearly a difference between preseason and regular season because Mac Wilson still sucks. sucks. He, 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 had a four, so he had a 40.5 overall grade. His coverage grade was 33. So he can't cover anybody 
and he can't tackle anybody. <laughs> what the hell can he do as a and, starting linebacker? And Mac, I'm hoping, man, because you're going to obviously be a part of this team. I'm hoping oh you're going to hear this and this is going to inspire you and you're going to want to turn your season around. <sighs> and it but, sucks because I like Mac Wilson, but I'd like him a lot more if he didn't play for the Browns. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> the stuff that's crazy is every time there was a missed tackle – it was fifty one. It was him. And, and the, the, it was fifty one every time. And the play that Patrick Mahomes just walked into the end zone, he didn't even put a juke. He literally, he just, he didn't touch it, and he didn't even get a finger on him. Patrick Mahomes didn't even juke. He just casually changed directions. <laughs> As and Matt Wilson couldn't even. He wouldn't have been down in flag football. Yeah, <laughs> not even two hand tap. No, I mean, come on. Yep. It, and here's the thing is, he wasn't the worst linebacker. Malcolm Smith's grade was almost half of his. Oh, my gosh. It was 29. Yeah. And, Mal- and, and this. And it he's, supposed because- to be, he's supposed to be the cover guy. Yeah, so, The cover linebacker. So I, w- I was complaining about the defense and Joe Woods in our Patreon text. And one of our guys was texting about how he went back and watched the game and thought it was a solid game playing out of Joe Woods. I have to respectfully disagree because (laughs) there's no game plan in the world that says Malcolm Smith covers Travis Kelsey one-on-one in the red zone. And I don't care that if in his career, Malcolm Smith has been a good cover linebacker. He, he is old. There's a reason he was available to us last year. And this is one of the best tight ends of all time in one of their only two weapons. So you double cover him in the red zone. You double cover him every play. You especially double cover him in the red zone. And at the goal line, you're put I mean, he made Malcolm Smith look so stupid over and over <laughs> and over again. It was I mean, it wasn't even cl- it was easy. Malcolm Smith, we might as well have played defense with ten play ten guys on the field on those plays. Yeah, and I just Honestly, one of the most frustrating things watching, you know, watching the game as a fan at home on TV and everything, and you, you can't see the whole field, right? Yeah. So Patrick Mahomes, I just, it's just every time he draws back to throw, and and then he, as soon as he lets the ball go, I'm just like, whoever he's throwing to is wide open. Whoever he's throwing to is wide open. Well, and, and there it is, Kelsey, no one on him. And Hill, no one on him. Here's the thing, the Chiefs roster wise, and we, why I said this in the off, the Browns are a better roster, top to bottom, than the Chiefs. The Chiefs have Pat Mahomes. Yep. Their top is just They have Pat Mahomes, Kelsey, and Hill. Yeah. Because so Pat Mahomes or Hill and Kelsey had 17 catches on 22 targets. Kelsey had six catches on seven targets and two touchdowns. He had two touchdowns and six catches. And Hill had 11 catches on 15 targets. They combined for almost 300 yards. The next leading receiver Clyde was Clyde Edwards for three catches for uh, 29 yards. We let two guys beat us, and it wasn't two guys that came right. out of nowhere. It was the two guys we knew. And we have game planned for. Supposedly. Right? Yeah, well, you would think. The thing that gets me, if you, you know, we were hoping and, and talking about our improved defense all offseason, all these, you know, guys we brought in and how much better our defense was going to be. We just gave up 200 yards to one guy the first game. Yeah. That's not improved. Receivers don't get 200 yard games very often. And we just gave up. I mean, he had 197, but who cares? Tell me this. 
but watching our defense Sunday and watching our defense last year, if you, there were no names on the backs of the jersey, would you be able to guess same which team. years was, was what defense? Same team. No. 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 They looked the exact same. And John Johnson looked terrible. So at what point, I mean, again, I'm not going to overreact because we don't play Patrick Mahomes and Hill and Kelsey every week, and they're the best at it. It's arguably the best tight end and the best receiver and the best quarterback on the same team. But how do we not have a strategy coming into the game to to make anybody else beat us? It, the Chiefs are not a pick-your-poison. If you can limit those two, they don't have anything else. Yeah, okay, so the biggest thing that I – they don't run the football well. No. No. At all. Like Clyde Edwards Hilaire is he's he's nice, okay. Three point one a carry. He's not great. Okay. So a lot of teams when you're trying to stop the run, you obviously want to you kind of have more in your front, you know, seven or what you have that extra linebacker in there to help stuff the run. Well, they're not running the football. So me personally, I know Kelsey's a big guy, but we have a guy on our bench. That's a cornerback that his job, he covers people like Greedy Williams. Greedy Williams was on the was on for eight snaps. That's it. He played, played 12% of the plays. I'd rather have Greedy Williams covering Kelsey than Malcolm Smith. Mm-hmm. I don't well, care if Malcolm Smith's bigger or not. Or have Greedy and Malcolm on him. Yeah. Like how hard be, is it to double? Why, here, this is the other receivers on their team. McCole Hardman, Demarcus Robinson, Byron Pringle, and Blake Bell. Demarcus Robinson and McCole Hardman every once in a while have an okay game. I would double cover Kelsey and double cover Hill every play. And if McCole Hardman has 200 yards and they beat us, Shake so be it. it. So be it. Good job to you guys. I, yep. mean, this is, I mean, this is kind of elementary, you know, going back when you <laughs> sure. want to think about this of – Okay, I'm a coach of a team. I know the two guys that could beat me, regardless of what sport it is. Let's say it's baseball. Well, guess what? Aaron Judge hits some home runs. Probably not going to pitch to him. I'll pitch to the other guys. Yeah. Even if Judge gets on, you know, in certain basketball, not going to let Kevin Durant beat me. I'm going to make him have, I'm going to double team him if he gets the ball in the low post. You know, it's, you just have to make that decision as a coaching staff, as a plan. And it goes a little bit on Stefanski too. I'm not going to let him out because he's got to know and see that and just be like, hey, we played these guys in the playoffs last year. Kelsey and Hill kind of tore us up. We're not going to let that happen in week one. No, that conversation obviously never happened. No, because... And Romo and saying on this broadcast, oh, it's all about how they're scheming them to get open. They're running the plays for them to get open. No. Just like it's there's not that two, hard. There's two guys to key on. And here's yes. the thing. I get that they're the Chiefs and they, they put up numbers and they do really well against everybody. They don't do this to the good defenses. They still score on good defenses and they still might do ha, do some good things, but it's hard. It's a right. struggle. It's not it's not them just doing whatever they want every time they get the ball. Travis Kelsey does not have two touchdowns on six catches every single game. No. Tyreek Hill does not have 200 yards receiving every single game at some point if you're a good defense it's got to at least be a struggle i just watched this team in the super bowl not that long ago get murdered by a good defense we are nowhere near a good defense yet no no and 
and again, I don't want to overreact to one game and be calling for Joe Woods' heads and stuff, but <laughs> – but, we, kind of but we brought in some good players. <laughs> we brought in what we thought were good players last year, and they all yeah. went backwards in this system. And right away, we got good players this time, and John Johnson was not good. Yeah. And, now, and obviously, we we got some room that they can all get better because we're hoping we're going to see this team again in January or whenever it might mm-hmm. be down the road. Yes. That they got some time. That, and it was obviously our first week playing together. Which I, which is kind of like, hey, maybe you should have played a little bit more in the preseason. Yeah. Maybe you should have got some of those reps in and quit with the whole, like, I'm a starter. I don't ever have to play in preseason games. Sometimes it comes back to bite you. Here's the thing. Patrick Mahomes got a half a billion dollar contract and he played in the preseason. Yeah. So, 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 so we can play in the preseason. And again, I'm not calling for Joe Woods heads today, but if we get to the bye week and our defense is still awful. Change of the voice in the locker room or something. Do, yeah. Okay. The other thing that I wanted to real quick, probably what uh, one of our last things to talk about the defense that I wasn't happy with the tack McKinley has a 69.5 grade and he's our top defensive end Clowney and miles Garrett. I just felt like I was constantly asking, where are you? So, I, Like somebody I, just get to Mahomes so he can't sit back there for five seconds and Hill's able to get open. Because we're not going to be able to cover Hill for three seconds. So you're going to have to get there a little quicker. So here, I was thinking the same thing. I was actually screaming it during the game saying, where's Miles? Where's Clowney? Miles looks like he's dogging it. I, I saw this stat. The Browns generated pressure on Mahomes 44% of his dropbacks, the fifth highest rate in the NFL in week one. Uh, Mahomes is just good against pressure. Against pressure, Mahomes went 8 of 13, 185 yards and a touchdown. Now, here's the thing, though. Now, here's the problem. We were getting pressure off the edge, which if you go back and watch, we would get pressure off the edge, and Mahomes would just step up. We got to get pressure. You got to mix it up. And to beat the quarter, the good quarterbacks, Brady, Mahomes, you got it's double A gap. You got to get pressure up the middle. Our interior D line is garbage. And they're got, so I almost, I, this is me, I'm not, you know, a professional defensive coordinator. I would have put Tack on the outside, maybe put, um, McDowell or Jackson or I don't know any somebody. McDowell, I thought, had some bright moments. And I would have moved Miles and Clowney inside. Mm. You know who wrecks because, games from the inside? Aaron Donald. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. Um, because Tack was our highest graded outside at the end. So yeah. he proved that he could he could get to the quarterback. Off. So imagine if you put Tack on that edge and then moved Miles Garrett down there in the in the a gap over the center. What center wants to guard, to try to block Miles Garrett and snap the ball? There's not you don't have enough time. Yeah, or, or how about this? Put them on the other side in the A gap. The center guard tackle were all rookies on the right side of their O line. It's like that. This is the biggest killer to me. It's the same thing with Ohio State's D coordinator. No adjustments. We're all watching it, and there's no adjustments ever made. It's in. The, it's like they're just they're the Chiefs. They're really good. We just got to try to do this. No. No, do something to try to change it. The way Mahomes was stepping up through the pressure, I was just having nightmares of Lamar Jackson, 150 yards rushing, no problem. That's the he's gonna he's gonna tear us up if we play like that. That's my biggest takeaway is Lamar is unless something changes quick, Lamar is gonna run for 200 yards against us. Yeah, I mean we I know we dog his passing, and you know last night wasn't spectacular, but he will run down our throats if he gets a free release like that. 
what are you going to do? You can't stop him. No. Yeah. So, you know, going into week two, we got to be better defensively. I mean, we got to get guys all on the same page. Delpit being back, Harrison will be being back will be nice. Is Delpit actually going to play? I don't know. I'm hoping. The dude, the dude needs to play a football game because my patience is wearing thin. If Blake's ready to cut him. <laughs> I'm he's not ready kidding. to cut him and go sign Andrews and Dave. Well, I mean, it's his, it's his year two in the NFL and he's never played a game. So you're right. He's in got, in he preseason or anything. Right. Yeah. I've yet to see this dude do anything football related for the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> hey, we saw him at training camp. Yeah. Meanwhile, Antoine Winfield Jr. won a Super I know. Bowl last year. That's the one that kills me, too. And, and he was available, and I wanted him. And I was still pumped that we got Delpit, but at some point, you had to play football. <laughs> and It'd be it, nice, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's great that you look good getting off the bus. But I need you, <laughs> you to look good. You look good, but the jersey with no pads and yeah. no shorts. Yeah, you sure did. But yeah. I need you to put pads on and go out there and play a football game because I'm getting yeah. my patience is wearing thin. And so that, that wraps up the Chiefs coverage. Um, that went for a lot longer than I thought we were. Yeah, well, <laughs> it was a lot. We'll do. No, that's we'll good. we'll that's do good. a real quick Texans preview. Yeah, it's not going to take much. We're going to show up, win, get out healthy. The, the, what I want to see, I want to see the offense come back out, pick up where we left off. I think there's a little bit of a um, a mirage. I don't know what the word is for it for about Houston be, that they look good in Week One. They yeah. played a team that I think is I said in the preseason is going to go zero and seventeen. Yeah, if you guys were listening to the picks, I said Houston's going to win the game outright. I didn't care Jacksonville was favored. Houston was going to win that football game. And now Jacksonville's just, got rumors of Urban leaving. They're not winning. No. And Urban's got his out. So if he wants out, I'd take it, Urban. You yeah. got your first taste that you couldn't beat Houston with Who's trying to Tyrod and Mark Ingram look good. They made Mark Ingram look like he was five years ago. Here's Mark the Ingram. thing, too, is if you look, Mark Ingram only averaged three yards a carry. Yeah. He just got the ball a lot. Yeah. So now here's <laughs> the so the other thing with the Texans, you know, they're a very veteran team now. No, they're going to play. The, here's they're the not going to like Tyrod Taylor is a veteran quarterback who's not going to necessarily lose you a game, but he's not going to go out there and win you the game either he's just kind of that really good backup quarterback to have but can get you a few wins type of a guy here's the thing mark ingram philip Lindsay, david, uh, david johnson tyrod taylor brandon cooks these are veteran nfl players who are not just gonna lay down because and they know Watson. how to win yeah they, some of these dudes teams. have been on winning teams so is are the Texans a talented football team, and should we beat them by a hundred? Yes, but we ha- we got to bring it. This is the NFL, and if we come out and think they're just going to lay down because we looked good in a loss week one, that that's not going to cut it. No, they got a nice, uh, I think, rookie wide receiver Nico Collins who looked good, um, and they took it to Jacksonville too. The game ended up getting a little bit closer there. Jacksonville, I think, had two garbage TDs late in the game to make it look closer, but they took them to the shed. Uh, <laughs> and here, here's the thing with this game is one. I think if the Browns want, we could score 50 in this game. The problem is, is are we going to give up 48? Okay, so pretty much going into this game, I think that the Browns are going to be able to do whatever they want on offense. I think it might start pass heavy. But I think this game by the second, once we get a lead, we're just going to be able to lean on the run because they're not great at stopping the run. Their their team, 
even going back to like what you saw last year. Um, Lovey Smith is one of their defense. I think he is their defensive coordinator who's been around in the NFL. Um, Stefanski actually coached against him when, cause they were in the same division when, uh, he was in Chicago. So Kevin knows what he's going to do. So I think we'll game plan that he'll be able to get the running game going. And I think we want to lean on the running game and just get out of this, get out with a win. I don't care if we win by 14, but it's like, man, they didn't even have a chance and we only won by two touchdowns. People might be like, oh, you only beat them by that much. I think this is a game where we can just can control it from the get go and get out and move on. See, uh, I'm kind of opposite. I think you want, I want sh- you just <laughs> you want to stomp them, <laughs> yes, because and look amazing yes. and look awesome. Yes, I I want the league to be on notice, like <laughs> these dudes. I mean, I, I think the league's already on notice because we played well, but I want it. We need to come out play like a team that doesn't want to lose two games in a row. And I think if we play the way we're capable the Texans have no business even being on the field with us. The only thing I'm slightly nervous about is the defense because, well, we, I haven't seen good defense yet. Now they're a far cry from what the chiefs. Sure. But I'm going to go ahead and cut out this piece of the podcast and send it to the Browns just as like a, Hey, you know, just in case you guys want a little (laughs) advice, they got a guy named Brandon cooks. That's a, you know, he's a pretty good receiver. He's really the only guy that got out there. Um, Don't let based, on, based on how you guys played defense last week, yeah, this uh, is, you guys need help on who to game plan for. So I'm just letting you know it's Brandon Cooks. Yeah, yes. yeah please. It's, it's literally Brandon Cooks, and I think that if the Browns don't turn the football over in this game, I think that's the only thing that keeps it relatively close. Is if we go out and throw picks and fumble the football around. I want to see us tackle, and I kind of like that we're playing a, a quarterback that can move. It's like Lamar light, very light, like <laughs> super light Lamar. But, right. you know, just like a little bit of uh, see how we do against a mobile QB. But Yeah, I uh, think that, I I mean, I think going into this game, I think we're 12 point favorites right now. It's it's a home, it's a home, it's a home opener yeah. for us. That's like an Ohio State line. We need yeah. to, we need to just come out, take care of business, get out healthy. I don't know if Wills is going to be back. Losing him in week one hurt. Yeah. yeah. Well, one thing before we get out of here real quick. So we lose Wills. His replacement, his grade was 49. Yeah. Chris well, Hubbard. Chris Jones was all – if you look at the, what the pressures were when we had Wills in there and after he left, they got a lot of pressure on Baker. Yeah. And Baker had to step up in the pocket and roll out, and Stefanski kind of had to put him on the move a little bit in passing plays because Hubbard wasn't stopping Chris Jones. Will, Wills had a seventy-two point eight grade, which is you know pretty decent, and Chris Hubbard was a forty-nine. So there was a twenty-three point drop off in left tackle play after Wills got hurt. So we need him back. We definitely need him back. Yeah, but. I think that pretty much there's not too much. I don't want to seem like we're taking them lightly. They're still an NFL team, but let's just come out. Let's just come out and take care of business, and this should be a win. First game, or not the first game in front of a crowd, but first regular season game in front of it's going to be it's going to be rocking. And I mean, in all seriousness, a lot of you know the week two preview. It's not really about the Texans. It's about us. Yeah, because I've been saying this all week now. We beat the Chiefs. We beat the Chiefs. We just lost to ourselves. <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously, yeah. that's what that's what had me the most upset is we had that game, no yeah. problem. As we wrap this up, before we get into our uh, picks, I think the Chiefs, they don't want to play us again. 
I saw they ain't beating us. Keyshawn Johnson said that if we were to play again in the playoffs, he would take us. Yeah. They they don't want to play us again. They know they know they can't stop us. No. That's the thing. They could not stop our offense, which was a great sign. Yeah. Great sign. And I think that that's a great, you know, where we've had this game. I think it's almost better playing the Chiefs in week 1 than playing the Chiefs in week 13 and we losing, said, yeah, we said and, that the whole time. Yeah, that, losing to them late, and then mm-hmm. you're it's it's fresh in your mind. Where in this one, we felt like we were right there. We had to win. If this three things doesn't happen, we probably are one and zero, and we just beat the Chiefs in the in the opener. Beat them soundly in Kansas you know, City. So there's a lot. To, I mean, a lot of Browns fans are feeling like, man, we blew it, and you know, are down about it. Things are looking up. How, how long we've been going on? How much time we got? Uh, we're a little over an hour at this point, but I mean, quickly, I just want to say this was a potential moment for Baker. I still think he's the franchise QB, and I think he played amazing for most of that game. But at the same time, I just wanted to see that drive. I did too. I just wanted to see that drive where everybody in the stadium knows he has to throw. And he still goes out there and takes us kind of like the, field. the uh, DPJ touchdown last year against Cincinnati to win it. Yes, except for I want to see it against a good team, a good team, yeah. not against the Bengals. You know, we saw Derek Carr do it. We saw I saw Kirk Cousins do it. I need Baker Mayfield to do it for I he to me he's he's a top fifteen QB and he's our franchise QB and he's awesome. But to move to take that next step, he needed that drive. At some point in this season, that, that opportunity is going to present itself again. Yeah, he, he's right. got he's got to do it. That's that moment, like in a Packers game, where you're like, "Well, Aaron Rodgers could easily go down and win this game," and you're just waiting for it to happen. Thursday night, Tampa Bay got that ball back you knew like Tom a minute ago, yep. and there was six billion people on planet Earth that knew they were going to go down and score. Yeah. He got down there so fast. He threw three passes out of bounds on purpose just to waste time. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. It, 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 that that moment is going to present itself again. He has to take advantage. I, I I can't argue with you on that. Again, I think he he played great and he showed that he he's no and going to be awesome. The evolution year. of Baker continues. I yes. mean, it really does. Like I, I I threw the stats out earlier from week one last year to week one this year. I mean, it's it's there, guys. Yeah. Like he's doing it. But you're right. Got to be able to. to Make these got to be able to win games. You got to finish. He yeah. looks he looked great when the whole playbook was available and he's comfortable and we're playing with a lead. It's it's kind of like when you got a lead at the end and you need a first down. And everybody knows you're running it. If you can still run it, it's this it's the same thing. You got to go down the field. Everybody knows you're passing and you still take us down the field. That's that's the next step. Yep. All right. Well. Let's move along quickly because we're already taking up too much of your guys' time. Right. Uh, so before we – I actually skipped this before our Texans preview. Um, do you just want to read Manscaped and we'll go later? Uh, yeah. <laughs> sorry, well, I accidentally skipped one. I wasn't looking at the no, thing. No, it's all good. Hey, right everybody the, already the knows about Manscaped. We've been talking about them for a while. And, you know, I, I could just sit here and talk about them, but they give me so much great stuff to read. So here we go. They say, do you like playing with balls? And no, I'm not talking about footballs. I mean your balls. Our friends at Manscaped, the global leaders in below-the-waist grooming, want you to shave your pubes with the Tom Brady of ball trimmers, the brand-new lawnmower 4.0. Only the GOAT technology for the greatest balls of all time, which would be the G-Boat. You want to go with that route? 
When you're going towards the end zone, make sure you use the right tools for the job and choose Manscaped. Two million men worldwide trust them, so join the movement with our exclusive offer by using the code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, at manscaped.com, and you get 20% off and free shipping on your order. So uh, head over there, take care of your pubes right now. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Their ad reads are the best. Yes, they are. So we just want to move into our game picks then? Yep. Which, by the way, picking against the spread is hard. It is. So we're going to go through our game picks again this week. I think that what this week to save some time, what we're going to do is we're each just going to pick three games um, that we're going to do on symbol just because we've already gone over an hour. Uh, there's too much to talk about. Uh, obviously we want to remind you guys to join symbol, uh, play the stock market for sports, two ways to win. You get on, you go to symbol.com slash dogs, use our promo code D a W G S get 10 free dollars. You buy stock in, in sports teams. You can play anything you want, but obviously we're big into the NFL. So you buy shares of a team, uh, anytime they win instant cash payout as they win, their stock price goes up because more people start buying them because they're winning. You're earning money on the stock market. Uh, only it's more fun to research than the Dow Jones or the NASDAQ, you know, because it's sports. Uh, buddy, I care about. <laughs> yeah. A buddy of mine, if you got an extra 100K laying around, a buddy of mine told me that if you buy $100,000 worth of brown stock on Symbol, every win will pay $1,000. So the Browns, if we're pretty certain the Browns are going to win 12 games, if you got an extra 100 grand laying around, you can basically guarantee yourself a $12,000 profit. If you got a hundred K land. I'm sure everybody out the, there is rushing in there now. <laughs> yeah. get in the sock drawer. I, I wonder what to do with that money. But, but you see if, if you, you know, if you do the research and you know, you're willing to put the time in, you can make some money on this. Um, a, a cool thing about symbol is they do offer free pick three um, leagues also, which we created a league. We had to get 50 people in it. So the winner would get a free Browns Jersey. And we got 50. We're at least 50 right now. 51, I think, right now. And it's not over. Like, you can still get into the league. So head down to the description of this video. Yeah. And the link is there. So we had some people reaching out because they were a little confused. You'll sign up for Symbol. You do not have to put any money on to play the pick three. You'll, You'll skip through all the tutorial stuff. Lower left hand corner, you hit teammates. And then in the top right hand corner, it'll say join slash create league. You tap that, look for the dogs podcast. Hit join, you make your picks. To put things in perspective, I was 0-3 this past week. So even though if you might have missed week one, we're tied. Well, and yes. I, I will say, <laughs> yeah. only so we got 50 people, only 31 had scored even any points, and most of those were just ones. So yeah. if you jump in right now and you get all three of your pick rates, picks right next week, you you'll be, be in the top, top 10 probably. Yep. Yep. And to the people who were in the league that forgot to make your picks, don't don't forget that you get a, you, it's a free Brown jersey. It's literally yeah. jump yep. on, takes two seconds, make your picks. Yep. Um, so I think, like I said, I don't think we're going to go through every game. Well, we got time. Let's not go through. Let's just quick. go through them and yeah. not talk Rapid, about them. No. Yeah. Rapid so fire. I'm just, yeah. So we'll start this off. Uh, just recapping real quick. Uh, what happened last week, Blake, uh, you were last, you went five and 11 against the spread last week. Uh, Josh, you were second to last, six of ten. Justin, seven of nine. Myself, eight and eight. So let's go ahead and go into week two, see who comes out on top after this week. First game, Thursday night, New York Giants at Washington football team. Washington football team, we got Washington is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. 
Uh, Justin has Washington. Who are they playing again? The Giants. The Giants at Washington. Washington, three-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm taking Washington also. The Giants' deep offense sucks. I'm uh, taking Washington as well. Give me the Giants. Man. Okay. All right, let's go uh, second game. First, going back uh, here on Sunday, Cincinnati Bengals 1-0, taking on the 0-1 Chicago Bears at Soldier Field. Chicago's getting three points at home. I'll start this one off. I'm taking Cincy. Me too. Cincinnati actually looked pretty impressive. I can't tell if they were good or if the Vikings were bad, but well, I couldn't really tell if the Bears were bad or if the Rams were just that good, but I will I will take Cincy here. Justin have a pick in on that one? He did Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Okay. We all take Cincinnati there. Moving on, we got the Los Angeles Rams new look with Stafford. They are one and oh taking on the 0-1 Carson Wentz led Colts at Lucas Oil Stadium. Rams are favored by four on the road. Four points. I'll take the Rams. I'm also going to go with the Rams. They looked Colts look good. horrible. And SoFi Stadium's awesome. Yeah. I'm taking the Rams <laughs> yeah. as well. Uh, They're not playing there, but. He. Who we'll get Justin's at the he end. He took the Rams. Okay. All right. Next game. We got the Buffalo Bills sitting at 0-1 after the upset the Steelers handed them, taking on the 1-0 Miami Dolphins. Bills are getting three and a half at Hard Rock Stadium. I'm going to go ahead and say Buffalo bounces back and gets the W here. I'm going to have to go Buffalo also. Three and a half. You know what? Give me the Dolphins. I don't think. I think maybe it's a three-point game. Justin okay. said Buffalo. Josh by himself again. He's either going to be catching up or falling behind. <laughs> um, next game, we'll go... To the New England Patriots, sitting at 0-1, taking on the 0-1 New York Jets. Patriots are getting five and a half points on the road. Give me New England, and Justin takes New England. I think this could be a, a blowout. Uh, <laughs> man, this one's tough because they're both rookie quarterbacks. Yeah, but only one of them is coaching against... Uh, only one of them is playing against Bill Belichick. I know, but I'm it's taking, a division game. I'm oh, taking man. New England. Taking New England. You want to take the Jets, don't you? Give me the Jets. Give me the Jets. I'll, at five and a half. All right. I'll Josh is just giving away. Okay. San Francisco 49ers, Mostert out for the year, taking on Jalen Hurts and the 1 0 Eagles. So, battle of two 1 0 teams. 49ers are getting three and a half on the road. I'm taking Philly. Really? Yep. I'm taking Philly. Hurts impressed me in week one. He did. He looked good. They're at home. He impressed me in week one. 49ers got some injuries. Uh, Their quarterback situation, they go like Trey Lance is in, then Garoppolo's in, then Trey Lance is back in, then Garoppolo. I'm I'm going with Philly to cover the three and a half. I see this being a close game. Okay. You know what? You talked me into it. I'll take Philly with you. I'm kind of going to jump on the Philly train here until they start to, you know, do Philly things. I'm going with the Niners because I think Philly looking good was more of the Falcons being awful. Very possible. <laughs> Very probable. All right. And I can't. I don't know what Justin has, so we'll just look at it. That's all right. We'll look at it later. Uh, that'll take us into one of the surprising upsets of week one, the Las Vegas Raiders taking on one of the other surprise wins, the Pittsburgh Steelers at Heinz Field. Steelers are getting five and a half. Their offense is booty, but their defense is crazy good. But I don't know if they have. Can they put offense. up? Can they put up? You know, 
17 points and hold them to they only scored not they only scored 16 I think they got a special teams touchdown mm-hmm. so I'm, give me the Raiders yeah you know what me too five and a half I think I'll take the Raiders in this one mm-hmm. I'm gonna take Pittsburgh in this one take Pittsburgh here I think Najee Harris will get going in this game please no, I hope so not please. me because their line sucks <laughs> please all right uh next game New Orleans Saints one and0 with Jameis Winston against the one and0 McCaffrey led Panthers the Darnold led Panthers all right so we got the Saints are getting three and a half on the road against the Panthers I'm gonna take the Saints Saints please they Beat the living anything you want to place in there out of the Packers. Taking Carolina here. I think Carolina is going to be good this year. For some reason, I just got a feeling about them. I like their wide receiver core, like McCaffrey. We're not Darnold, supposed to be talking about his Darnold doesn't look bad. <laughs> I'm taking Panthers. I'm saying it was another case of they played an awful team. Okay. Okay. We'll see. Denver Broncos taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Broncos are getting six points on the road. Give me uh, the Broncos because the Jacksonville is awful. They were getting pounded by the Texans. Yeah, I know. Six points on the road. I'm but, taking Denver. But too. there's garbage time. and Yeah, you got to account for that when mm, you do it against the spread. I know. Uh, I don't think this one's close. Give me the Jags. I'd never put By the end of the game. money on them. All right. Uh, next game, Minnesota Vikings taking on the Arizona Cardinals. I'm going to take the Cardinals. They're getting four and a half points at home, but they might have been one of the teams that looked the best in week one. And the Vikings look like crap. Give me the Cardinals. I'm going to switch my pick and now yep, take the I was going to say, I was waiting on Blake. <laughs> <laughs> so no. give me the Vikings. <laughs> I'll stay. I'll stay with the Cardinals. All right, next game, Atlanta Falcons taking on the Buccaneers. I think the biggest spread of the week, 12 and a half. Tied for it. Yes, mm. tied for it, 12 and a half. 12 and a half point spread oh, at man. home. I'm taking Tampa Bay. That is such a big spread. Spread. In the NFL, that's big. Yeah, you know what, but but I, I gotta I gotta do the same thing. I gotta take Tampa Bay because I mean Are they gonna clean up the mistakes? Because they should honestly they should have beat Dallas by a lot. They had just they had But huge. Dallas has a very good offense. Very yeah, good I, offense. Mine here is I think that Tampa Bay is gonna score thirty and I don't know if Atlanta's gonna score ten. <laughs> That's true. Give me you talked me into it. <laughs> All right, takes us to the team Blake just mentioned, the Dallas Cowboys going to SoFi to take on the Chargers. Chargers are a three-point favorite at home over the Cowboys. This game will be fun. I would like Dallas, please. Your boy Herbert, you got his win. That radio silence, Blake, that's... Who you taking? (laughs) I'm taking I'm taking Herbert. <laughs> he wants home. talked into I'm something. I'm taking Herbert at home. <laughs> I'm taking Herbert at home. I'm taking Dak with the experience. I think this is a high scoring game. I think this is oh, like yeah. I do forty think, to thirty five ish. Give me type. give me Dallas. I think I don't think they're that good of a team, but they're literally too loaded on offense to not score. Okay, one of the most um upsetting teams. Uh, for their fan base after week one, the Tennessee Titans taking on the Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks at home, five and a half point favorite. That's a big favorite over a team that has, you know, uh, most people had them winning their division easily. So I'm going to take the, I think the Seahawks win, but give me the Titans. 
I think they'll Vrabel's, you know, he's going to light a fire in them, and I see them getting back to, like, giving Derrick Henry the ball. So I think Seahawks win, but not by that much. I'll take the Seahawks because this is just kind of what happens every year there. They come out hot, scoring a lot of points first half of the season, then they kind of taper off and suck the rest of the half or the rest of the season. So I'm with you, Blake. I think Seahawks win, but I think Titans keep it close. Next game, big one for us in the division. We get to see the Kansas City Chiefs go up against Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Chiefs are getting three and a half on the road in Baltimore. I'm taking Kansas City. Yeah, uh, I didn't get to watch the first half of that Ravens game, but in the second half, the Ravens did not look good. They had two plays, one Lamar long pass and one Lamar run. Other than that, they were not they were not impressive. Lamar sure does like throwing at people's toes. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what's going on with that, but uh, uh, give me the Chiefs. My favorite thing about Lamar is he hits the long pass, and everybody's like, and everybody says he can't throw. <laughs> but, they, one time. but they're not going back and looking. I mean, he missed some people. It was awful. <laughs> and nobody says he can't throw sometimes. I'm right. saying he won't make that throw eight out of ten times. He'll right, make it right. two or three out of ten times. Okay, next we got the Detroit Lions on Monday Night Football going to Lambeau Field to take on Green Bay. And oh, jeez. Embarrassment that was the Packers. Ten and a half? Ten and a half points. Oh Lambo is giving Green Bay a ten and a half point favorite over the Lions. I'm going Detroit. Uh, me too. Me too. Yeah. Because I don't know. I think I don't know. <laughs> you think, I, I, I are you trying it, to say that Aaron Rodgers is being Paul Crew? Is that what you're trying <laughs> I, I'm saying that I I'm not shocked if the Packers aren't good this year. I called it kind of a couple weeks ago. All right. Well, and the Lions did better against the 49ers than I ever thought they would. Yeah. So. Takes us to our game. Houston Texans at First Energy Stadium taking on the Cleveland Browns. 12.5 point favorite for Cleveland. I'm taking Cleveland. I think we cover the spread. Yeah. Um, even though it's kind of like the same way we were thinking with the Buccaneers where I think we we're, we might score almost 40 and hopefully 20 and yeah and you'd win yeah so give me cleveland let's do this all right that does it it for our pick them for the week awesome so we'll see how we do hopefully i don't suck so bad i would say listen to us but don't listen to me (laughs) picking against the spread i've never like really done it before i mean and it it changes the game used to because because you got to take in a factor of the late couple touchdowns swinging the spread so there's some bad beats yeah you know if you watch svp Late at night. What's crazy is you can t- last year we were all above seventy five percent right, just picking winners, just and losers. picking winners and losers. So and then we worked this the the spread in what our best person was five hundred. So it, it definitely yeah. makes it tougher. Um, well, we're gonna wrap this thing up. It's nine o'clock <laughs> and we still have an <laughs> after hours to do. Uh, thank you for checking out another episode of the Dogs. Remember to get your game picks in on our pick three league so you can win yourself a, a free Browns jersey. That's symbol.com slash dogs D A W G S. To all you dog pack members, we'll see you on the after hours show. We're gonna talk a little fantasy football, get back into that Chiefs loss, uh, maybe get a little fired up. To everyone else, we will see you all next week when we break down our Texans win and preview the Bears matchup. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Twitter at The Dogs Podcast and become an official Dog Pack member and join the dogs.com.
mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.